you know what it was today? There was a guys out there, him and Van Dyke in particular, you could tell their pride was hurt. And you know, it's the talk of was Haaland mm. and Haaland's going to destroy Van Dyke and Van Dyke's Anfield unbeaten record's going to end. And, you know, Haaland's the new superstar of the league. And I think those two took it personally, uh, to quote Michael Jordan. And I think... <laughs> <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and, uh, and I took that personally. Yeah. people welcome back to another episode of red divided myself tommy got myself ham kyle saka it's child god's very yeah. own same different week same shit you know on the table yeah. too many aka's <laughs> and we're joined again by my good mate our good mate friend of the show oxlade chamberlain <laughs> yeah you got me drew and yeah i just want to say liverpool we're back baby <laughs> 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 the shirt is on with pride again. It's not. It's not. You're not hanging out behind like last week, though. No, no, no. It's not in the background. You might see in the background. We've got the this is Anfield side. Yeah. I that need that, you know. Yeah. I need that. I need that. This is doing well. I need the little side here. <laughs> like, top of the table. I, I, this is Emirates. I don't top need of the that table. for another two years, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need that for another two years. Now, um, as you can see, obviously, Adi's not here. Um, he's obviously uh, he went. I did travel quite a bit this year, to be honest with you. So, um, but he came back with a little bug, so you can't join us today. And I just thought it's probably rightly so we had Drew on last week after the loss to um to Arsenal, so it's only right to get you back after a ma- <laughs> after a massive win because um yeah today was a big game. Um, so no, it was only rightly so we get you back because you you guys had a big week off the back of that Arsenal defeat. So. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, nah. it's only right. It's only Seven right. one spanking the Rangers, bro. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. What a week! Like I was, dep- I was in a depressed state last week, and then so yeah, to have the turnaround to be a, so quickly one week later after two, this has been the best week of our season by an absolute mile. So yeah, I'm very happy yeah. to be back here, back to back, first time doing back to back to you guys as well. So yeah, yeah thanks, nah. for, thanks for having me. Now it's funny though because we, I think last week before we left off, we touched on Salah and his position. And what, look at the difference a week make. Um, comes off the bench. Um, I don't know whether like, do you think? What do you feel? What are your thoughts on him being on the bench? Do you think that played a part into him um, that into his yeah. performance on Wednesday and today? Yeah, possibly. I mean, I I was a bit surprised that he was on the bench versus Rangers because I know it's only Rangers, but we did need the win, and you know, because yeah. we got Ajax away and then Napoli at home and Napoli are flying, so. I was kind of like, we really needed the three points versus Rangers. So I thought Klopp might maybe do start him the first 60 and then take him off. But um, yeah. when he came on, I mean, we had a terrible first half versus Rangers. But then we, then we, the second half was excellent. And then we just got better and better as the subs came on. Um, and Salah was just like a, like a man mm. who really wanted to prove a point. You know, like he played more centrally, as you mentioned before, we spoke last week about how he's been, you know, isolated on the wing and, not being in goal position uh, positions, and then he comes on versus Rangers, and like he scored this what six minute hat trick, first fastest ever hat trick in Champions League history. Uh, also makes him the highest uh, goal scorer for an English team in Champions League history. Mm-hmm. 
and yeah, it just shows you the quality of this guy. I mean, that the, I don't know if he's uh, not to talk too much about the Rangers game, but he scored the second goal he scored versus Rangers. And I think if a guy has no confidence or is low on confidence, everyone was saying, to put that kind of finish away where he just kind of really slowed himself down, all of it, it was chaos around him. He just put his foot on the ball and slotted it past the keeper. Mm. I thought, okay, his yeah. his back. And I know how salary is when he has one of them goals, you know he's just gonna mm-hmm. he's gonna he, he's gonna go back and forth. And today he was just unbelievable. He was like a man. You know what it was today? There was a guys out there, him and Van Dyke in particular, you could tell their pride was hurt. And you know it's the talk of was Haaland mm. and Haaland's gonna destroy Van Dyke and Van Dyke's Anfield unbeaten record's gonna end. And you know, Haaland's the new superstar of the league. And I think those two took it personally. Uh, to quote Michael Jordan, and I think, <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I took that personally. Yeah, and I, I believe that because today they, they it was almost like they were saying, you know, when it's the big game, everyone's watching today, and I'm letting the league know that we're we're not done. And yeah, I'm still yeah. the man. I'm still the man. Yeah, know that scene in Paid in Full. I snitched in Harlem. I come back. I'm gonna still be the man. Yeah. Salah. I know he's a new. Yeah, no. You took, you took the words out of my mouth because um, when I watched the game, I was like, I was out, so I watched it on the phone. But um, Van Dyke and Salah's performance in particular, that was, that was literally that was my fault. I think Deg went into that game thinking we have a point to prove that this new boy, obviously Harlan's coming, yeah, it's all great, but we need we need to understand that we're not done yet, and literally yeah. those, that's that's the type of performance both of them pull up. Um, for me, when I was watching the game, I just thought you guys, it wasn't so much that, um, as we were talking off air, it wasn't so much that um, the result, it was the performance. I was quite pulled back by the performance, because especially in the first half, I thought City came into the second half to start off really well. And you guys are quite fortunate that they didn't get that goal. Uh, we'll talk about the division in, in a bit, but it was more the performance. What are your thoughts on, on the performance? Yeah, same. Uh, I was delighted. I mean, the start, I was I was just so happy because I was just, I've been in this mode now and I think the team's been in this mode where it's like, okay, we're just waiting to go. Just waiting down. to concede. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I remember I was looking, I was like, okay, how long is it going to be today? One minute, two minutes? <laughs> <laughs> and we just came flying out the blocks like we did, you know, like we usually do when we were playing well. Um, you know, we started really strong. Uh, we got into them physically as well. And I think we came with the correct attitude today. We, what was probably different from what we played when we played City in recent years is that I don't think we tried to attempt them to play them as an equal. It's almost like we understood that they're the better team right now, and we're going to beat them in the way that we can. And what we did that was good. We made it hard work for them. We, you know, we battled. We our pressing was excellent. We got physical. You know, we had, you know, we we didn't shirk any challenges. So the attitude was just spot on from the get go, and we played at our tempo when I think Liverpool was best when it's you know really direct fast football and yeah we and we were always happy to concede the ball to them but with the understanding that we've got the firepower on the counter attack that can hurt them and I think that was that was evident from from the get-go I mean don't get me wrong they had vast majority of the ball they kept it well and I think what their tactic was they were trying to quieten the crowd down in it and there was a period after about uh, 10 minutes with really for a while, but the start was was excellent. I was just so happy to see us finally just get off on the front foot in the game and not have to be chasing the game um, mm-hmm. almost, for, almost from the get-go, yeah. What was your thoughts, though, when you felt like, when Salah missed that chance in the first half, what, what, were your, what was going through your head? You know what? I was just thinking, that's you know you're thinking that's the chance. Yeah, and we've, yeah. we've blown it. <laughs> that was my that, that was my honest thinking. Because you know how it is when you play City, yeah. you don't get good 
like loads of good chances. And there was it wasn't just that one. There was a few. That one he actually managed to get few, shot yeah. off. But there was a few with Jota, Harvey Elliott. They got the ball in the box, made the wrong choice, didn't quite, mm. and they didn't actually learn to lead to a shot. Because I think again, it's great opportunities on the break. You've got to take one because they're going to score eventually. Mm. Um, so I was really worried when he missed that one. I mean, it was a great save in the end. Actually, I thought we'd actually put it wide at first. Um, but it was a good save, but you shouldn't be giving the keeper the opportunity to save it there, and especially a, a player of Salah's quality. But yeah, I mean, we 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 rode our luck on it. We got away with it. Uh, but yeah, at that point, I was quite worried. I was thinking, okay, we've probably blown our best opportunity. <laughs> yeah. Now I'll give him the benefit of the doubt because, as you said, at first I I didn't even think the keeper saved it, but for the fact that the keepers actually had um got fingertips on it, then yeah, you have to give him the benefit of the doubt. But as rightly said, you should, especially from Salah, you should be scoring that type of goal. Um. I was in the second half. I thought, to be honest, I'll be. I thought you guys were the better team in the first half. Um, I think they had the like. C had the ball, but you expect C to um, to have a lot of the ball anyway in any any given match. Second half, they came out flying. C, um, and then they scored that goal. For me, I've always said this. I think we talked about this in the podcast, didn't it? Is that when you watch a decision live, it's totally different from when you slow it down. When you slow it down, the more you slow it down, the more you watch it over, it looks worse and worse and worse. And then I've listened to Pep and um, Bernardo at the end of the game, and they're very right. So their thoughts on the game is, look... I know, it's consistent, I know, bruv. Yeah, exactly. They're not, I don't think they're saying it's not far, because if you slow it down, and you, you can clearly see that it's pulled um, Fabinho down. I think it's quite clear to see you did pull it. Um, but it was, there's not much in it if you're watching it in a live play. But when you slow it down, then you can see, and I think Mika Richards was touching on this, it's like, it's as if he was re-reffing the game because mm. that's not clear and obvious error. Um, but then the yep. thing is, it's like, if the ref, if you've let so much go, you have to let that go. But then this this is where VAR now comes into it because, like, VAR is not reffing the game, it's the ref that's reffing the game. And the ref has let so much go. And once VAR steps in, the ref is going to have to look at him and think, okay, cool, look, he has pulled him. I'm going to have to get that. But if he's consistent with his decision-making throughout the whole game, it's not... Um, it shouldn't have pulled that back. But I'm not going to say it's not a foul. It is a foul. Because from the replay, you can clearly see he's pulled him. Yeah, I mean, for me, I mean, I thought it was a foul in real time. I was screaming at the TV when he didn't, <laughs> when he didn't give it. Um, yeah. And then... Um, but... The one point I would agree with is, like you said, the ref, I mean, he, he was letting way too much go, in my opinion, the whole game. But that's the theme of the game. So it was strange because, like, he, the, the players, they were, there was time. I mean, Salah must have got wrestled to the ground about four, three, four times. That's what got Klopp sent off in the end. Um, mm-hmm. But then he gives that one for Fabinho. Well, he didn't. The ref was going to let it go. But, yeah, so it's that consistency, like we've talked about. It's kind of like you're, you're playing like you're playing in a rough physical game. Uh, but then you yeah. pulled that back. But, I mean... You, for me, it was a foul. So I, I, I straight away, I was like, "That's a foul." I was surprised he didn't pull it up, but yeah. yeah, in line with the game, it probably didn't meet the theme of the game because the game he was letting pretty much anything go. There was some, there was some tough tackling and a lot of shirt, especially shirt pulls. There was so much shirt mm. pulling in the game um, that he was just kind of just letting, letting happen. So yeah, it was, it was, it was a strange one. What I would say though, which I didn't pull up on the, on the, on the, the, the coverage, well, the Allison. Well, the Allison, which I, I actually didn't think that. I thought that he didn't he have enough of his mm. hand on the ball. But what it was, that was from the Salah shot that there should have been a corner. And he gave it a goal kick. He gave it a goal kick. And then that happened later. So there was like a catalogue of sort of 
mistakes through the whole passage of play. So yeah. it's just that kind of thing of, yeah, maybe you can say City were a bit unlucky, but I, I thought it was a foul. And yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Now I think you're right. I think it's, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I thought it was a foul, but if you was to look into it in terms of like the whole game in, in entirety, mm. you just have to be consistent. And I think what even ruins it, the decision more, is the fact that that Salah one that you're talking about. How can you not give that Salah one as foul? Wow, that was crazy. <laughs> that was, it literally arrested him to the ground. There's pictures of him. He's like hanging off him. Like his, his legs are in the air. Like then, it's crazy. And then you give that. It's just, yeah, it's like, I'm not, I'm not going to deny it. It's a foul. Like I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much, um, I'm agreeing with you, but you just can't. And, and this is what VAR comes into play and it's slightly ruined the game because the ref is slightly, he's refing the game in his own way. And he's obviously made the decision that I'm going to let a lot of this yeah. little fouls go. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, when VAR comes to it and you slow it down, it's, it's clear that it pulled him down. So you're going to have to give it, especially yeah. when the VAR sends you to the, um, to, um, to the monitor. Well, yeah, once it yeah. goes to the monitor, you know they're changing their mind. So, cool. yeah, it was a change. I, I mean, Anthony Taylor didn't want to give it 100%. He, he didn't even look, he waved it off straight away. Yeah. Um, because he was like that all game. Like I said, anything around the, you know, there was a lot of stuff like that. Salah, you know, especially he got, he had the beating of Cancelo and others all game, but they were just pulling yeah. back. And, he was just like, yeah, whatever, um, which kind of, you know, which kind of leads me to, you know, Salah and Mane say to get a lot of criticism for, for taking taking tumbles, and this is the reason why players fall down, because mm-hmm. players like that, it's almost like they're punished for their own strength. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, you know, it's, like, it's almost like, oh, Salah's a strong guy; he can hold defenders off, so that gives mm-hmm. him like a, fr- a free reign to just hang onto his shirt, and unless he takes a, unless he falls down, so it kind of that's I mean, this this kind of that kind of refereeing. Leads to you know some knock-on effect. It leads, leads the players having to having to cheat to get a foul. So yeah, that's that's my problem with just kind of refereeing in general. You just ref the game properly, you know. You kind of stamp all those other things out as well. Yeah, talking about um, Casello and Salah, the turn. <laughs> what <are> your thoughts? <laughs> I don't like. I don't know whether like you put much blame on him, but for me as as, as a fullback in it. There's, if I know I'm the last man, there's no need for me to try and get myself ahead of him there. Do you know what I mean? Because mm. rightly so, what Salah done, there's not many people that'll be able to do that in this world. And he's just literally used his body to turn him and mm. the touch to bring it down. I would I would just allow him to have the ball. Do you know what I mean? Because there's not like there's players in front of you anywhere that can support you if he does have the ball in front of you. But mm. like Casella don't make that much mistake, so you can you can give him the benefit of the doubt, but yeah, but the turn was beautiful from Salah, though. Yeah, I, I thought um, City defended quite poorly from counter-attacks all game, to be honest. And they left a lot of men up the pitch, which is, you know, suicide versus a player like, you know, Salah and Jota, who thrive on that kind of space. Like you said, he probably would have been better off just letting him have the ball and letting him run at him. He, you know, yeah. that means he has to beat you. Where, where Salah loves it when people get tight to him because he's, so, he's one of the best in the business at, at, on the turn. And... Yeah, I mean, I, I had a feeling. As soon as uh, it's one of my favorite things for us is when Allison catches the ball from the corner. Because my first thought is that he's got that kick. It always looks like a fluke because he always falls over on his ass, but it always seems to end up right on Salah's foot somehow. Anyway, and when I saw that, and I was just like, okay, when he took that first touch, it was just perfect. And he just when he spun him, you knew, okay, cool, he's gone. There's no one that can catch him. It's just now for him to to put it away. And man, when when that goal went in, the relief, I mean, that was the most I've celebrated <laughs> goal in a, in, a, in a long time. I was just like, and you could probably see it from the pictures on, on TV, the crowd went 
crazy. The stadium after that was just, you know, absolutely rocking because everyone knew what that meant. You know, one, we hadn't been in the lead in a football match in God knows how long. And then two, the magnitude of who we're playing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everyone thought we were going to lose today, including our own fans. I, I came into the game with zero expectations. I had prepared mentally, prepared myself for a defeat, a heavy one as well. And then, um, and then when that went in, you just, and you saw the time on the clock, you're like, wow, okay, this, this, this could be it. This could be, you know, season, you know, kickstart to the season. So, yeah, no, it was, a, it was a great moment, and just him just showing his class because, you know, that's what the best players do when they're not playing well. They answer the critics, they come back, they never go too long playing badly, and he just showed his class there because there's not many players that 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 could do that to, you know, a player maybe as good as Cancelo. Oh no, I get you. Ham, what are you saying uh, about the goal? Yeah, I thought it was a terrible decision for Cancelo, man. There's just, just no need. There's no need. And it's going to be the first thing Pep probably tells him tomorrow when they bring him for training. It's just it's not much to tell him. It's just no need. You don't have to do that. Yeah. You're the last man. You just maybe, maybe Cancelo's not regularly the last man. Kyle Walker is. Yeah, yeah. Man, isn't it? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Kyle does. Kyle's been in that position many a times, last man with mm-hmm. someone that he just stands, trolley and jockeys and waits for his teammates to catch up with him. Which is what Cancelo's got to do, but Cancelo's a front footing player anyway. You you watch him when he's on the front foot all the time. You know he always wants to get on things and get in front of things and stop things hit hit before he gets hit. And some people say that's a good way to defend, but I just think in certain situations, yes, it is. But in certain situations, you just got to take the handbrake, put a handbrake on, and be like, "Cool, I'm just going to stand behind Salah. If he controls it, great. If he does something mad, I'm going to stay in front of him. The moment he attempts to go and win it, like you said, Drew, Salah's just going to roll him, bro. Man, Salah's rolled many a man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's just, he's rolled. Yeah, yeah he rolls big, big centre backs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just for me, it's just a terrible decision from Cancel. And, and I'm sure if he had that, if he had that situation back 99 times, he's not going to do that 99 times. He's just going to stand up, literally just stand up and let Salah control it, and then wait for Diaz and Akonji and Ake and everyone just to back him up. So I thought it was a stupid decision, but great by Salah, good goal by Salah, and yeah, give Liverpool. The- yeah, Do you think it's a bit like um, we were talking about Trent um, last week? And, yeah, but I, ho- I hope Cancelo gets ripped though, tomorrow. I hope he gets ripped by the media and everyone because if it was Trent, he'd be getting ripped. So I hope Cancelo gets ripped. Yeah. Well, he's no, another I'll... player, isn't he, who gets lauded for his, um, yeah, yeah, you know, his attacking yeah. ability. But it's that thing we were talking about. You're still a defender. You've got, mm-hmm. you've got to mm-hmm. defend yeah. sometimes. So, yeah. But I think he, he wouldn't get ripped because he, obviously it will it will get scrutinised with that for the high isolate incident that, that just happened. But I just think because as you said, he's not in that position many of the times. So it's normally Kyle Walker that tends to be in that position. So he's quite lucky. But now he has that defensive responsibility. Like, so I think he, everyone just probably give him like the blindest occasion. But if it does happen again, then mm-hmm. it will get, it will probably like, it's just, I just thought it was stupid because you know what? It's, the reason why I thought, even if like, it's just a player that you're, that's in front of you, it's Salah. Do you know what I mean? What, what are you trying to do? What are you trying to prove? That mm. let, let him have the ball. Just let him have it. It's, it's silly. When I saw it, I just, I just shake my head. I think, what an idiot. Like, what an idiot. And then obviously, the crowd's already going mad. And the last, that's the last thing you want at Anfield. Just, um, you just want to quiet the fans, isn't it? But when you get the fans high... The cop end, cop end as well, bro. <laughs> yeah, mm. that's the last thing you want. Um, so, yeah. And I, I was saying this. I, I just want to get your thoughts. I think we were talking about this. I was just saying, I don't, I think, I might be, like, I'll get your thoughts on it anyway, I might be wrong, but I just felt like Pep should just go into that game and just, I felt like they respected Liverpool too much, and Liverpool hasn't really done anything to see, like, done much to see them for, to, to earn that kind of respect, kind of like, it should have gone with the same approach Arsenal went with last week, like, just go in and, and go in the front foot, and I just thought the show, 
you showed Liverpool too much respect. And yeah, and and then it just gave Liverpool the confidence that they need and and the fans. If you just kept them quiet and you were gonna comfort throughout the game, you wouldn't have got that. I think they were just playing with the ball far too much and they weren't on the front foot like they would usually do that. They were just trying to keep the ball at the back, keep the ball pass the ball in the middle of the park. They weren't making those forward passes that they usually make, like those killer passes. And I don't know what it is. I, don't, yeah, I think he approached this game like the previous season when obviously both teams are are going for the league. It's normally a tight game. And I don't think he needed to approach the game like that. I just thought... Mm-hmm, 100%. Yeah, you, you are like the form team. You just come back, yeah. just smash United... Um, you beat lots of the beat in the season. What well, you are the form team, just go mm. into the game and like you, Liverpool already like scared of you yeah. coming into that. The three goals at home to Brighton, it's that, yeah. Brighton and, nowhere, <laughs> that and, it, and, yeah. it, and it just epitomizes what basically what I'm trying to say is the fact that how the hell Liverpool's gone against all these teams and conceded goals and Man City can't score a goal. Yeah, I think it, we, yeah, I think a lot of it. Is that factor of that it was us at home? If that was the game that Etienne had, I think he would approach it very differently. Because, like you said, I felt, you know, he's had a few games where we've played them in the past, or we've gone into big leads after like 10, 15 minutes. Three nil, two nil up. Yeah, 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 exactly. And I think he was trying to avoid that situation again. Okay, with a, you know, take the sting out of them, get the crowd quiet, and then we'll play our game. And I felt, if you, like you said at the beginning. The defense, their defense was just keeping it, you know, and it was kind of working to a little extent. The crowd was quiet, but we were just relentless in our, in our, in our, you know, we we kept going, and made and forced mistakes, and you know, took the game to them. So I think it was that thing of kept. I could see what his plan was, but like you said, if you're the team that's you know in really good form and you're scoring goals, you've got Haaland who can you know score at will at the moment. Why would you sort of take the you know the backward step, and you know allow us to 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 play our game? And I think what we also maybe confused them a bit as well because we did adjust our tactics slightly as well. Like I said, we were kind of willing to let them have the ball. Uh, we kind of had like a sort of bit, kind of, kind of almost like a four-two-four slash four-four-two formation. So I think they were kind of trying to figure us out as well. Um, so I think that made it the, the first half was quite interesting to watch for me for for me because it was like I thought we were playing really well, but I was trying to. I think City were always trying to work out. Okay, what should we do here? You know, they couldn't because they were keeping the ball but not really getting any penetration. Um, and I think it took them a while to actually grow into the game. They were much better second half, but yeah, the first half I felt like they 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 just didn't really know how to approach the game, and we and we kind of had clear tactic and a, a clear mindset. It was interesting because before the game in the week, Klopp wasn't his usual positive self in the press mm-hmm. conferences. I was quite worried. He was kept saying, "Oh, City are the best team in the world at the moment," yeah, yeah. and you know they're always complimentary, but he was being like even more so. It was almost like you know accepting that we're not an equal team anymore, and that had me worried. But then, like you said, Pep was still saying, oh, they're still the team from last year that nearly won the quadruple and all this stuff. So he obviously had it in his mind that, oh, OK, I'm not treating this Liverpool differently to how I usually treat them. But maybe it's that thing of like Pep, we he's done in other big games, even like Champions League matches, where he's changed the tactics when his team's been smashing it the week before. Kind of maybe overthinking it. Um, yeah, so I think he probably, yeah, he did he did get the approach wrong because there was no need for them to change, really. And yeah. we were, I feel, I mean, we had a good week versus a good game versus Rangers, but we're still not like, you know, back to, I would have considered yeah. that, oh, we were ready to, I didn't think we were ready for this game personally. Yeah. And especially I'll, when I saw we had injuries, you know, I saw Milner at right back, um, 
you know the the changes we had to make i was i was just like okay where well, this is gonna this could be bad but Bro, yeah they, when they i saw milner bad. right back i think come on like like this is you, what's the <laughs> point of resting all these players midweek like harlan didn't play i think a few of them players didn't play midweek mm. like you took some of them off like what is the point like you got milner like that should say you're all really you have milner playing right back you got attacking yeah, yeah, no, I mean, like I said, my because we Canate played versus Rangers, and I was like, oh, okay, cool, he's gonna play versus City, then we can play got Joe Gomez right, Gomez back. right back, yeah. So, you know, I had that little bit of like a bit more faith. I was to start to build, and when I heard Canate was out, and I was like, Trent's Gomez has to go center half, yeah, Gomez has to go center half, Milner's got to go right, Millie, back. Millie's got to go right back, yeah. <laughs> you just you, then you start panic stations, you're like, oh god, now we've got a makeshift defense. Uh, from a defence that's not playing well anyway. And the last time... Oh, man. Yeah, big shout out to him. I'm glad you mentioned him because, um, I mean, I like Simic Cass. He's done a... He, but yeah, he's but he very... Robo. He, no, yeah, no, yeah. no, he's definitely not. Yeah, no, he no is very the league much... is Robo. <laughs> Simic Cass is what you say. Like, he's a he's an able deputy. You don't mind a guy like that for, you know, a game or two coming off the bench. But Robo mm. is a different... Just, it's not... It's just his, his intensity. Like... I don't think there's no one he... like him in the league. That's an intense oh, as man. him. Yeah. The guy is just an animal, man. Like you said, he raises... Like, you can see why he's the captain of his national team. His mm, attitude 100%, is just the, 100%. one of the best I've ever seen from a footballer. He just comes with 100% every game. Mm. He, he literally... He's a guy, he never comes off the pitch. And you're like, you, you, I don't think anyone would have said, mm. change your remark, brother. You, 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 you didn't try hard there. Yeah, or, you yeah, know, yeah. You, or you had a day off there. Like, <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah. he gives the same energy, whether it's the Champions League final or it's the Carlin Cup third round. Yeah. You know what I mean? He, he's just that... That's how he is. And um, yeah, it was nice to have him back because especially with the likes of, you know, the, the other influential guys uh, like uh, Henderson and Milner and Van Dyke have not been playing so well. I mm. thought we needed another guy on the pitch to really bring that attitude that we needed today. Of course. Cool, cool. Um, before, we, before we move on to like, because um, to be honest, we, we, we're not really, we can't really go in depth with like Arsenal and United today because we weren't live so we didn't really get yeah. to watch the, um, the game live. Um so what like moving? What are you expecting from like Liverpool um, moving forward? Because I think well, you got West Ham next at home. Who you got at home? Yeah, we got a decent run of fixtures. I think it was, um, it was West Ham. You got West Ham at home, yeah. Yeah, and then we had the I think it's a Carling Cup game versus Derby, and there was another league game versus a, a sort of another midfield. Yeah, so you got West Ham at home, yeah, and then, yeah, yeah. And then next in the league. I think it might be like that. And then you and got West Ham at home. Them forest, yeah, that's yeah. it. Not in forest, forest, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, exactly. So we've actually home, got, yeah. yeah. So we've got a decent run of fixtures. Uh, the only thing I would say they are very close together because you know this World Cup coming up. Yeah, yeah, playing, yeah. I think we're playing a game pretty much every two, three days for the next like until the World Cup comes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. However, they are, you know, what you probably say on paper, winnable fixtures. Yeah. Um, and I just hope like now this gives them the sort of belief and confidence. It can go two ways. This could either have been a one-off, and you know it was the sort of our cup final. And you know everyone gave everything they got, and they just go back to the same, same old shit next week. Or mm. this could be this could be the rocket out of the ass to say, you know what? Like I said, if you look at the table, it's not an impossible task. Not I'm not talking titles and stuff, but to get back up there with Arsenal and Spurs yeah, yeah. and Chelsea, that's not you know if you get a good run together, you could be back up in those positions. Hundred you know? yeah, percent. So yeah. I hope that is the the rocket that we needed. And just, and not just that, because we've got other things to play for. It's not just the Premier League. You know, there's the Champions League, which is a conversation we was excelling. Um, the, well, we won both domestic cups last year. So last this, year, this, yeah. So this season is is far from over. So I just want, I hope that that spreads to the team to realize, you know what, 
actually let's get our act together and let's 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 push on for something. So I'm not gonna for me as a fan, I'm not thinking title chase. I mean maybe laugh today on Sky Sports, Michael Richards was talking about oh they could be back in title race. Last week everyone was saying that, you know, we might not even be in the top four race. So Ballad, it just shows Ballad, you that <laughs> could back in the title race though. Yeah, is that well yeah, there you go. So it just shows you how fickle it can be. But for me, I'm just that yeah. I'm just happy to see, you know, a win versus a good team, some hopefully some form. And yeah, for me, I want to come away from this from this from this season with like at least minimum as a top four, and yeah, and challenge for something because I feel that's still that's still available to us. It, it's not like it's January and you're out of everything. There's, mm, there's loads yeah. of there's loads of time to to make something happen. Yeah, no, you're, you're right. And then obviously, one thing I'm afraid of, Lord, what I think for sure that you've shown in the past is the fact that once you get a bit of like rhythm, you definitely know how to like continue to be consistent with it so I'm hoping that's not the case but we'll see cool um, Ham you want to add anything else with Liverpool before we move on no I just thought what did you lot talk about the freak the the foul yeah we talked about the foul Anthony Taylor yeah I just no simple I just thought that was shocking from Anthony Taylor from VAR and Anthony Taylor because it's not like Taylor didn't see it he was looking right and he waved play on so you just gotta let him get on with it. VAR doesn't have to the VAR doesn't have to interfere in everything with football, especially big, big games like that. And I'm not taking nothing away from the small teams, but if it's a big game like that, Anthony Taylor's seen it, and he said play on, just like he said play on for the whole flipping game, then we're not going to call that back. Because if we're gonna do that, then we might as well do that for everything for the whole game. And let's call every let's call every shirt pull back. Let's call every push in the back back. It's just silly. Like fair enough, you might in hindsight, yeah, it's a foul. But the referee's refereeing the game on the pitch ain't giving it. And we've all played football at different levels where the referee ain't giving it. You're hard done by. Cool. I've always said the referee. But I've also said, I never expect the referees to be perfect. I'm not perfect when I'm playing football. I'm watching my Arsenal play. They're not perfect every game. So we're not asking the refs to be perfect, to be flipping consistent. I'm saying, so if Anthony Taylor's seen it and he said, and he, you could see him say, play on. He did the hand motion. No, literally, yeah. Drew. Play the damn game on. No one's calling oh. nothing back. Play the game on. A ref on the field has seen it. It's not like he didn't see it. Yeah. And you can say, oh, he didn't see it. Um, Anthony, you didn't see it. But there was a shirt pull here. Um, we think you should have a look at it. No. And he should have turned around and said, big man, I saw it. It's not a foul. I'm laying on. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I will play it on What did you think of his general performance throughout the game? Because I, I thought he was just poor in general. I mean, it was, it was interesting because... The commentators were talking like, oh, he's had a great game. You know, he's let the game letting, flow. Yeah. Flow. I was like, what? Because he's letting them foul each other. Because everyone's like, getting battered. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, great for a neutral maybe. Because it's, it's, it's like, you know, I think Klopp said in his, in his um, interview after, he goes, the game wouldn't have been any worse if he called a few fouls. You know, yes. it, was, it was it was a good game anyway. I just, and not just for, for Liverpool, for um, even for City, there was just like, it was a game that was just like, you're letting everything go. And it, it, it's a, it's a two quality teams. And even it, sometimes it makes the game get bitty where, you know, you're just letting people just, you know, like sort of constantly barge and yeah. foul each other. Yeah, 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 just, yeah. yeah, I don't think he got a handle. I think he he's in his head, he was like, oh, it's a big game. I'm going to let everything go and just let the players play. But you're, you're, you're there as a ref for a reason to sort of like, you know, to stamp out sort of excessive fouling. And these are teams that uh, both got players who are tactical foulers as well. So you got, oh, yeah. like, you got, a, you got a, you got a nip in the bud. Oh man, City, the, the kings of that. So I mean, I just, I just couldn't believe, particularly the treatment of um, Mo Salah today. I was just like, what has he got to do to get a free kick today? There was just some. I mean, they, they almost scored in the first half on one as well. Again, it was a blatant foul, and he was just like nothing. But yeah, I thought he was quite poor. Uh, if it's, if it's not Mike Oliver, the rest of them don't make no sense to me, including Anthony Taylor. And Mike's not like he ain't ten out of ten. But he's the best out of a bad yeah. box. So if he yeah, ain't performing like in the seven. big games, 
you just know <laughs> it's peak for you. If they got him or what's that other donut that refed our game today? If you got donuts refereeing games, including Anthony Taylor. Anthony Taylor managed referees big games as well, you know, in Europe and all them things there. He's our the he's our representation, you know. Yeah, he's, he's the he represents Cup the Premier League. <laughs> Crazy. He's shocking, but if he's not Mike, then they're all shocking to be fair. And like I said, today that that's not his fault, that's VAR, but it's a foul. So the fact that he didn't even oh. see that it's a foul, yeah, yeah. is bad on him. That's what worries fact, me. Yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying? But the fact that VAR now said, yeah, we know you've seen it and we know you said on the pitch it's not a foul, but we're still telling you, big man, it's a foul. Oh. Like, it's just a joke, bro. It's a joke. Yeah. But hey, Liverpool got the win, innit? And, um, it, made, it makes the title race interesting. And I was going to say, us... if you, you hey, Arsenal fans hey, must hey, be happy, so, you know. Hey, yeah. four points, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I um, just a nice segue because I was gonna go touch on Arsenal next. Um, as I said, like both both our games weren't live, so we're not we can't go in depth in, in the, like in terms of like the game. But are you happy with the point? I guess you're happy with like the three points, isn't it? Happy. What what adjective? What, <laughs> what adjective are you using, bro? I'm ecstatic. I'm over the flipping moon, the stars, the universe, bro. Are you okay? <laughs> it's leads away, bro. And but you know what? Yeah, the, the goal though, the pass and the finish. Beautiful, oh, disgusting, yeah. oh, beautiful. Like the right foot. I think where the hell did he get this right foot from? I ain't seen this in a in a, in a while. I don't um, think I've ever seen that from him. We're not talking about it in a while. But I was thinking the exact same thing. Saka's development is just crazy. Yeah, he just seems to crazy. he's getting better yeah. and better. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Nah, you see, you see, see that finish. Yeah, this is why it's good to speak things into existence. Yeah, mm-hmm. or bad. So I'm watching the game on Thursday against Bodo Glimp. We win 1-0, yeah? It's like a scores. We get a lot of football. But we don't really play great on Thursday either. A lovely bit of football. Comes to Saka, right foot, shanks it out of the stadium. I don't know if you lot saw it on Twitter where it landed in the guy's house. The ball landed in the guy's house. <laughs> he shanks out it. Now, I've always said, I don't think he's the great football and his right foot is almost non-existent, isn't it? But I was talking to my boy after the game and obviously I'm talking about Saka. Obviously, I love Saka. And I'm saying, yeah, you see that? That's the game changer for him. Him beating people now, it's almost got that. No, almost. He's he's skipping past defenders almost for fun now. That's why he's getting double and triple team, yeah. Because people respect him in the league. But and he's left foot, he's left footed in it. So you expect him to be good. That right foot is that has not been able to just show him on the right all the time. The fact that if he can get that right foot going, now they're almost like, I kinda have to respect his right foot. And it opens up for his left foot. That's why I don't understand why players don't train both feet. Like be ambidextral, use both feet. Because defenders have to make a decision. Tom's a defender. So if if, it, if I know someone's shit on their left foot, I'm going to stand on his left foot. You're going to go on your right. Yeah. So the fact that... And yeah. then when he scored that today, I literally went... That's what yeah. I'm talking about, son. That's what I'm talking about. It comes on your right foot, hit it. And both of you watch me play. Both of you know, if it comes on my left foot, I'm hitting it with my left foot. I'm not shifting back to my right. There's some balls that come to you that you can't shift it. If you shift it, there's no chance. You're almost going to have to shift it and you're going to have to find a pass. So it's sac- in there, Odegaard waited it perfectly that you have to shoot, big man. Whether it yeah. goes over the stadium, out the stadium, or in the goal, you have to shoot. And yeah, lovely goal for him. And he's just the fact. That, I mean, I said it, and everyone else said it. He had a slow start to his season, but definitely was definitely picked up now in recent weeks. Well, definitely picked up. And yeah, lo- yeah. lovely goal, lovely goal. Yeah, I think. I mean, left foot, left footers are notorious for being one footed. Uh, it's definitely a, just a left footed person's trait, I think. Anyway, but. Yeah, I was shocked to see him. And the power he got behind it, the accuracy. Yeah. And I think, you know, he's a sucker. I think what impresses me the most is he's, he's the status. You know when a, a, a player is becoming a star and the main man, 
if you asked me when Saka broke in, I thought, okay, he looks a good young player who's going to be useful to Arsenal and could be a good player. I, I don't think I saw, like, okay, he's going to be Arsenal's star player. And I think he literally, it's like he's, you know, he's decided with this, like, you know, we've got this young team and I'm going to be the star of this team. Yeah, you know, that's like, there's a few of them going for it. Him, Martinelli, Odegaard. But yeah. he's almost like, I'm putting myself in the way, like, I'm the, I'm the, he's, he's almost the face of Arsenal now. Mm. You know, if you ask, I bet if you asked a bunch of Arsenal, like young Arsenal fans, maybe like, under the age of 16, who's your favourite player? I bet most of them would say Saka. Saka, yeah. You know, yeah. he's having that traje- trajectory and he's and he seems like he's got the personality because, you know, when you hear him talk, he seems like quiet, shy, where yeah. not the not the sort of the, the, the sort of ego or attitude expect of a sort of like a star sort of thing. But when he's on the pitch, he's growing and growing like as uh, with each season. And what is he now, 21, maybe? Yeah, yeah, him and him, my Lambo 21. Yeah, so, yeah, man, it's impressive, man. Like, the guy is, take, is really just getting better and better. And he's he's becoming, like, a, one of the league's big players. So, yeah, that's and that's the thing, you know, when when the team is improving, getting better, and he's he's growing with that Arsenal team. He's got a manager who's making him, making him an important player, and it's almost like they're all coming up together. So, yeah, no, nah, it's, it's really impressive because I, I didn't see that level of talent in him. But mm-hmm. clearly, yeah, got that wrong. Yeah, I think you're right. I think in terms of like Arsenal, I think he's he's he is becoming slowly becoming like their star in it because I think everything's just working out perfect perfectly for him with the likes of like um Ozil going, um Obama Yang, mm. all of them guys going. And because obviously he came from the academy from a young age, it's like it's almost perfect for him. Like I know like um Odegaard and Martinelli are trying to fight for that position too, but it's slightly an easy route for him because he's been there for a long time. So, and it's not that it's just becoming Arsenal's best player; it's becoming one of the stars of the Premier League, and that's mm. the scary thought to buy. And that's what that's one thing I'm not happy about. All right, be Arsenal star player, <laughs> no, no, that's not a league star player. Yeah, <laughs> and, and you know when you're one of like the Premier League star player, you're ball off full stop. Do you get what I mean? Like you're like we're talking. When you're talking about Premier League star play, you're talking Hazard, Kevin De Bruyne. Do you get what I'm saying? That Salah, Mane. You don't want that. I don't want to hear that kind of noise. <laughs> it's, the, it's the fear. It's the fear yeah, other players like, have of you as well. Exactly. exactly. You know, like when you're a star man and you're on the pitch, it's the way defenders start treating you with more respect, start backing off you. Respect. Like, and you said you we're already going like two man, two, three man marking you all the time. And now when you're showing the quality on your rifle, like, I just didn't see that. I saw the guards. I wanted to rewind it thinking, are you sure that this is what happens? Yeah. That there's one thing being able to use like your left foot being good that you're already getting double man and all that. But now when you're able to like use your right and the quality that he showed today on his right foot, it just makes it even harder for defenders because as Han was saying earlier, as a defender, usually you want to put it in your weaker foot. But now knowing that you can use obviously I know he's only one I don't want us to get over the top yeah that's what I was going to say yeah, 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 say yeah I don't want us to get over the top but if he gets any better using his right then yeah we're in for trouble because yeah like and you can only start comparing him to like not I won't start say I won't start comparing him but if you want to be the star man of the Premier League and want to be one of the stars of the Premier League then the names I mentioned earlier the great like and one of my favourite players in the Premier League when he was there was, um, what's his name? Hazard. Eden Hazard. Then you, Eden Hazard Bale. Then you Bale. Those, like, the yeah. wingers, you know what I mean? Those great wingers. Oh. 
Ronaldo, yeah. yeah so yeah, if yeah. you if you get up there and you're able to like, and obviously Salah and Mane of recent years, if you're able to be consistent, Raheem, yeah. he's English. I was about, I was about to say, yeah, I was about to say, yeah. it could be Raheem exactly. Sterling, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I think I think the test is here yeah, because there's there's kind of two stages to it. I think as a young player, you kind of you explode on the scene. No one knows who you are, and you can tear up the league. But then it comes next year now, and everyone's played against you. And like, okay, I know what you can do. Can you do it again? And that's the test that he's passing now because this is what his fourth year, maybe third or at least. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And that's what is he's that's the test I was talking about becoming a star because now people know. Well, they think they know how to prepare. They prepared against you. They've got video of you. They, you know they can all that preparation. You're not so you're not an unknown quantity. And the fact that you're still coming and getting better, that shows the the hallmarks of okay, this guy's here to stay and he's going to be a real a real player for years to come. And you know he's an England regular. People are saying he's one of the first. He's to be one of the first names in the on the team sheet now. The right so, wing yeah, position. The right wing position is he's bro. If we go four three three, he's he's number one. He's going right wing bro. Well, this is what I'm saying. If you said to me two years ago, I would have been like. Who's going to be the person in that position? Guaranteed, I would have said Jaden Sancho. And now look at look at the position. Those two guys have like their roles have just reversed completely. Yeah, Sancho's yeah, struggling, yeah. and yeah. Sancho and Sancho and uh, Sacco is kind of way ahead of him in effect in order. Um, yeah, definitely. Hmm. Now you're now I think you're rightly so. Um, yeah, no, you're rightly so. But but in terms of like the actual the Arsenal game, um, obviously you got. You guys had like a um, an escape in a sense because um, obviously Manfred missed the penalty. My guy. What was your thought on the the second incident when um, Gabriel? Well, him and Gabriel. Yeah, um, they gave him a red card, and um, the ref obviously went to VAR, changed his mind, is no longer a penalty. What's your thoughts on that? We got VAR. You need VAR. <laughs> big up, he big up. Now. You can't leave everything up to the ref. Okay? Yeah. You can't leave everything up to the ref. Nah, it was just... That's heart and mouth moment, isn't it? The game's ours, isn't it? It's not like they was attacking us. Ramsdale's got the ball in his hand. It's 90, what? 91, 92 minutes? Late, we yeah. weathered the storm. They missed a pen. Ramsdale's made more saves this game than he's made all season. He might have not turned up in the nine games before. Obviously, we lost, but before that, in terms of we're not, we're never really under sustained pressure this season. Today was the first time we've been under sustained pressure for a half, and Ramsdale's just you know just showing that I'm a top goalkeeper, isn't it? And then the last incident of the game, it had to be Gabriel because to be fair, he's the only asterisk that we've got against us this season. All the boys are doing well. He's the only one that's got a, that still makes me a bit jittery, a bit nervy. When I'm watching us play, I, I love the lad. I think 23 Brazilian came out of nowhere, French league, and I think he's acclimatized to the Premiership really well. One of the top defenders in the league, but this season, for whatever it is, whether it's Saliba next to him making him look worse than he actually is, whatever it is, uh-huh. he's just the, he's a chinking armor in it. So I know if I'm a team and I'm playing Arsenal, the first name on the board when we're doing our meetups is Gabriel number six. There we go. We can get something out of him. And today was nothing. Like yeah. Bamford has made the first contact, yeah. But big man, you don't need to be raising your legs, bro. Because that's a lucky escape. That's really, really, really a lucky escape. VAR could have easily said, we're not getting involved. We're not getting involved. What I'm saying it's a 50-50 out of nothing. Bam- Bamford has, yeah, he's lent on him. He's a big centre. And he's put his, he's kicked out. He hasn't really kicked out. He's kind of falling out. He knows what he's doing. That's the thing about it. He knew exactly what he was doing the whole time. 
And he just got away with it. We've got away with one. I think it was a red card anyway. Uh, I don't think it was a pen. I think all the... Dis- I don't even think he should have got a yellow card, to be fair. But if the worst thing we're going to get out of that situation, then we'll take that all day. You saw Gabriel kind of giving like, the referee a massage as he's giving him a yellow card. Did you see it? Mm-hmm. When he was like, when he was nodding, I just like, yeah, it's fine. I'll take the yellow. It's fine. I'll take the yellow. It's all right. I'll take the yellow. I'll take the yellow. Three points and a clean sheet. I get a bonus for that, by the way. Clean sheet bonus. So that's more money in my account this month, too. So I'm going to take that. But I'll just think there's just no need. I just hope Arteta just speaks to him and say, listen, that could have easily cost us two points today. If we lose the league, I'm going to say, because we're going to go on to that. If, if Man City go on 91 and we finish the league on 90 or something, and you look back at stuff like that and think, game's wrapped up away to Leeds, centre-half kicks out of there, centre-forward, Bamford scores a penalty, 1-1, one, one, one point instead of three. It's just silly. It's silly. But they got to VAR. You need VAR. You think, um, well, they're calling you, you've got uh, Arsenal now, isn't it? So for the last couple of weeks. Uh, but uh, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Living. Hey, we'll take that. But it went no vast. No <laughs> went. The handball. Exactly. They, they exactly. could have let that run. They could have let that well, run. Well, this, this is how you know you're getting to, you're getting back up to the top again when everyone thinks the refs are on your side. So, yeah. yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. That's how it hey, listen, listen. Yeah. My <laughs> whole childhood, I thought Man United had 12 men. I thought it was United. <laughs> Oh, yeah, 13. Yeah, yeah, 13. That's why I thank you, Drew. I just forgot that. I forgot about Fergie. They had 11 players, Fergie and the ref, all in their pocket. Yeah. Howard Webb used to wear the Man United top underneath <laughs> underneath his referee jersey, bro. So I'll take that. If people think we got the refs and VAR, take that all day long, mate. What's your thoughts just, on, on the decision, um, Drew? Yeah, I mean, I... Yeah, probably go with what Ham said. It was a... I mean, I think Gabriel's quite a rush player, isn't he? He's the, like you said, he's probably the... One player that you look at the Arsenal team, and I think you know we're talking about we're going to talk about the entire title contenders, and he's the type of guy I'm thinking does a title winning team ever put a player like that? Do you know what I mean? Uh, I was going to ask you, Ham, if you thought um, is it time for Ben White to go back in the centre and put now that Tommy Asu's back and put him back at, at fullback because just because of like how rash Gabriel can be at times. No, not, not for me. No, for me, the partnership of Gabriel and Saliba has to. Has to form and has to and has to have legs, and they're gonna to have to leave a score on goal this season. You see, Gabriel probably three goals will come down his side, and we don't have a left sided centre half. Unfortunately, we don't have one. If 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 we do go Ben White and Saliba, one is gonna to have to play in an unnatural position. Yes, it's centre half, but left side, both of them are not left footed. So Gabriel's the only one that can play there, really and truly, unless we move tell Saliba to go there and Ben come in or Ben can play there. So it'll just it will imbalance the team. So for me personally, right now, he just he just got to get through it. He just got to get whether he's going through a bad bit of form. He showed us for two years. He's a good defender. There's, there's a good defender in there. It's a good defender in there. And so for me personally, obviously you're in the same group chat as me, Drew. So you know the boys are like, <laughs> take him out. Take him out. Case, yeah, take him yeah. out. But you know me. I'm, I've always got more patience with the the manager and the players, yeah. and I'm more than happy because I like how I watch football. I kind of put myself in players' position. If I'm centre half. I tried to make it a game as a centre-half and I was young and I was making mistakes. And he's making mistakes just in front of 60,000 people every week, isn't it? But for me, it's fine. He didn't play on Thursday. Sit down, watch the boys. We go again, I think. I don't know who we're playing again. I think we're playing Southampton or someone or something next week or something yeah, like Southampton that. Yeah, Southampton next week. Yeah, Southampton. something like that. So I'm happy to still go with him and Saliba and just make him play through this bad bit of form. But obviously, if he continues... Then big man, you got to come and sit on the bench with me, bro. you got to come sit on the bench with me. You can't... We might, we might be going for something historical this year, brother. You can't be the reason why we don't make it, big man. So you're going to have to come and sit here. And Benjamin's playing out of his skin at right back. Ben, come play centre-half and show this man how to do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. now, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, Ham. I, I, I think, like, 
the pairing has really worked really well this season. So I think it'll be a bit harsh to just um drop him out there. I know he's obviously yeah. It's, I think what tends to happen is when you like, I'm not probably is the weakest thing when you're one of the weakest player um in the team. So like you get to you get scrutinized a lot more. It's like everything's in the get magnified a bit a lot more. So any little mistake you make. Like we, we blow out of proportion, but if he was to look at it in the whole, I think both of them have been brilliant. But I think you can't pick five centre backs that have been better than him in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. As much as, as bad as we're saying that is B, because we're only saying that because of the standards that Arsenal have set this season. So it is yeah. a bit harsh to just drop him out straight away, um, give him time. And if he, obviously, Ham said if he continues, then yeah. So. But I think if the Gaffer did, though, I think if the Gaffer did, I don't think many of Arsenal fans would have a problem with it. That's the problem Gabriel has. Because yeah. we're watching yeah. us 10 games in, one nine out of 10. We are conceding. We're not losing matches, isn't it? But we're conceding mm. goals. And when you yeah. isolate the goals, you're looking Gabriel, Fulham, Gabriel, United, Gabriel, Liverpool. Today, if you get a penalty away, you're thinking, ooh, that's, we've only played 10 games. My man's four or five goals are coming down his side. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and for him, it never helps when you're playing in partnerships where he doesn't have a left back to, to look at and it's the same left back every game. So he's looking at Zena, then he's looking at KT, then he's looking at Tommy. So that, whereas Benjamin and Saliba on that side, it's just them two. Every game in, game out, them two understand each other. And him on the other side, it's kind of like when defenses all over the place. The partnerships are very important. Partnerships. You look at Robbo and Van Dyke. Stuff don't go down their side, but that's because you got Robbo and Van Dyke down that side. And you look at Trent side. You think if you move Van Dyke to Trent side, would goals really come down that side? Probably not as much. So I think yeah, for Gabriel, we just got to go get himself, a, whether it's Katie or Zena, and they're going to play there and we're going to have a back four that just stays in and they play together. It will help him out. But I'm cool with him. Cool. Um, not to discuss much about the game, let's just go straight into the big question, obviously. I'm going to ask you, Drew, because obviously I asked you a question a bit last week in terms of like I'm comparing the recent, like the current Arsenal team to like, to the Liverpool team in that is it Klopp's second season or so? Yeah. And what your thoughts are on them winning the league. And obviously you said like it's like they're going on the right in the right direction, but it's still quite early. But I think the only my my only thoughts is that they haven't all it takes is one big injury, right? And I don't think they have the same quality on the bench to um to step in um to yeah. step to step in uh, step in if needed. But Looking at the team now, and if they were to like, look, we're almost in, we're almost going to the World Cup. We go to the World Cup, then January is pretty much around the corner. They can, like, if they're still in a good position, they can easily just um, buy players and and add quality to the team. So, what are your thoughts on them, like, winning the league now? I mean, Arsenal had an excellent start. Was it nine wins out of ten? Yeah. Um, and I think that's the first test of when you're trying to go for a league title. Was those first ten games? Is you know either leading the race or, or staying in the race because you know because you know you can't they, what's the old saying you can't win the league uh, in the first ten games but you can but you lose, lose it, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so you've done that so that's so that's step one um, but the next stage is now with the season as you've seen European football started but now what's also going to come is domestic cup football so you're going to have uh, Carabao Cup then this year you've got the World Cup. Mm. Uh, which we don't know how that's going to affect anybody, to be honest, because there's never been seen before. And then when you return, there's going to be a huge um, calendar of games to the rest of the season. FA Cup comes. Now, I know you're thinking there, right, you get to rest players there. But as you said, Tommy, 
they don't have a huge squad of players. So I've seen even in some of the Europe, Europa League games, you've rested players, but you can't rest your whole team. You're not in a position where you can rest your whole team yet. The nah. squad's not good enough where nah. you can drop 11 players. Nah. You know, you haven't got equal quality coming in um, off the bench yet because you're still in that building process. And I know we spoke about this beforehand, especially in like, positions like like what happens if Saka gets an injury and mm-hmm. needs to rest. Martin, and not just injuries. These are young guys. They need they need rest. They can, and they're going to have dips in form as well. All you've got right now, you've got everyone is flying higher confidence, you know, but then what happens if there is a, a little stuttering period? I mean, a guy like Saliba is just new to the league. There's going to be a time where he makes a mistake. How mm-hmm. will he react? Mm-hmm. Saka, again, he's going to get tired. Martinelli, is, he could get tired or have some bad form or get injured. And there's no, I can't see any obvious replacements that are anywhere near the standard. Um, even the guys, you know, you let a lot of guys go in the summer, like the likes of Pepe and things like that, who could have maybe done these little jobs for you here. So that's where I think... That's what stops Arsenal um, winning the league. In terms of being contenders, my prediction is, I think you've started too well and you've done too much that you're just going to fall away early. What I think is, I don't think you're going to make it till May, but I, I will predict that Arsenal will probably be in and around it to at least March is my, is my prediction. I think they'll qualify for the Champions League probably quite comfortably. Um, but I think, yeah, one thing is the, the lack of squad. And two, it's just a lack of experience as well. Like, there's hardly anyone in that Arsenal team is really, you know, you know, being a part of a successful team or won anything or anything like that. So, and you're going up against a City team who's done this over and over and yeah. over again. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, they know that league, how to navigate a league campaign, you know, when to, you know, like I said, have those scrappy wins or the games that you can play at 60% and still nick a win and things like that. So those are all the things that Arsenal have to learn. And and and, and the coach as well. You've got to remember, Arteta is still an inexperienced young coach. He's improving, he's getting better. But these are all things that he has to navigate as well as a coach. Oh, when can I rest my players? Do I go Do I, do I go for cups? So, as you know, with Liverpool, I'll give you an example. We had a smaller squad. We, we used to rest everybody in the early cup games and hoping we could get through. A lot of the time, you get knocked out. But then you may have to take the criticism from the fans, you know, because they're like, oh, why are you not going for the FA Cup? That could be a trophy for mm. us. But the coach has to think big picture. I need to qualify for the Champions League or do I go all out and try and win this league title? But that can, back, that can backfire on you as well. You may end up coming third in the league, not to have all the cups early and the fans are still pissed off at you. Mm-hmm. So my point is there's so many, you know, the league season is long and especially this season is going to be extra long. There's, so, there's a lot of pitfalls that I don't think Arsenal have been through that quite make them you know, I, I would say a genuine uh, that they could they could win it basically. But I mean, you know, stranger things have happened. But I definitely think that the improvement is there. They look like they're you know a, a proper team that can compete. Um, yeah, but let's see. But you know what, the key, what I'm a big thing as well. I want to see how Arsenal do when they play Man City. Because let's say you, you beat Man City now, what would that do for this team? Went to play them when we went before the postponed game, man. Oh, hundred percent. You would yeah. be good for you if you were playing. You it would probably been better for you if you played them last week rather than us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In the in the in the form that you imagine that result 100%. was beating Man City. What that would have done for your fans? What that would have done for Arteta? What that would have done for your players? You would have really had that belief. So, because I know thinking about again, going back to Liverpool example, I remember we didn't compete with City for the league, but with the year we first got to Champions League final, but we beat City. I think City were absolutely smashing everybody in the league. I think they won 18 games in a row, and we beat them four three at Anfield. But we went four, yeah. But we went four one up. Four one up, yeah, yeah. And that for me was like the turning point for Klopp. That was the year that we like we believed like okay, that we did. 
we are yeah we are the team now we're gonna we're gonna be the ones that are gonna compete with C. so we probably still need a moment like that but yeah anyway so, so long story short i'll say you're just gonna fall short <laughs> that's what i'll say thank you yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah now um obviously i'll let you go on but i think whatever i've got to say i think drew drew pretty much summed it up from from for me too so what are your thoughts on it i'll say similar to be fair um i'm just happy i'm just happy that i'm i've in my heart, I feel like I've got my Arsenal back. And I just enjoy watching the boys play. And it's I, that's, like I said, once again, credit to the manager. I'm always giving credit to the sign-ins. But yeah, I'm, I just love the way we play. I just love the way we play. I can get behind the boy. And I remember telling Mabrigan last year, I lo- nine out of 11 players, I love them. And that was last season. Now, I love all of them, including Granite Xhaka. <laughs> like, what the fuck happened to me? What's happened to me? That's how you know that. I'm in love with this team. Like, me and Granite Shaka, like, I liked Granite the other day. You guys would be proud of me. I liked his post the other day on Instagram. <laughs> that's, so, that's growth. That's growth, bro. That's that's maturity. That's maturity. But, in that, just enjoy, enjoy the ride. For me, before the start of the season, before a ball was kicked, I said, I think we'll finish third. And if you give me third now, I'll snap your hands off and say, I'll take that. If it's only, but that's it for there's Tottenham facing above us, then third is dead. Third is dead. But if it's in the order of how the Premier's going and it's City and Liverpool and it's us, oh, I'll snap your hand off right now and give me a trophy to go with that because I always want a trophy every year. I don't care if we finish 17th or third or second, I want a trophy every year. And if I don't, I don't see us winning the league because we're going to get injuries. It's a fact. We're going to get injuries because the World Cup is a big, big factor. And we, we our squad say that was a good thing less players to work with so you can get your tactics and message across better as some people might say it's a bad thing because you do need a bigger squad if you're competing on four trophies this year which is going to be big for us because we're going to have to add bodies in January it's just it's just a must that we add two bodies whether it's whether it's another who can give us minute or another centre mid who can go I think we're pretty stocked defensively we've got like two three players that can play left back Four, four, five, ten and a half, two, three players I can play right back. So midfield and wide players we're going to need in January. But just enjoy the ride, man. Enjoy it, man. We're doing what? Like you said, Drew, crazy things are happening. We, we're all alive. Leicester City won the bloody league, bro. But mm-hmm. when you're going up against that juggernaut that is Man City, that can take, that can literally go to a massive... Who else can go to Anfield and have Jack Grealish on the bench? Mares on the bench. Yeah. yeah. We can never do that. We couldn't go to Anfield and take Saka and Martinelli off, bro. Vieira and Reese Nelson. No, who the fuck no, does that, bro? Who the fuck does yeah. that? Who plays a Kanji right back and Ake centre back and Laporte weren't playing and Stones weren't playing and like you said, you they could have easily won the game today. So yeah, yeah so I we we're hard. not there. Yet. Yeah. Like I said, I think I think maybe like last season I said in order for us to win the league again, five six more bodies need to come in for us to start competing with City properly. These haven't come in so. Ride and do what it is. I'm fucking loving it. I can't lie to you. I, I, I'm able to say top of the table every week, and long may that continue. <laughs> top, and now I can say top of the table, four points cushion. No matter what happens this week, guess what? I'm gonna still be top of the table. I'm still be here. Screenshot. I think you guys should go all out for the. If I was Arsenal, if I was Mikata, I would put all my eggs in the league and the Europa, Europa League. I just whatever who cares about the domestic yeah. League, Bruv, honestly, because imagine if you came say second and won the Europa League, uh, that's your platform uh, for next. Do you see yeah, what I mean? Yeah. 
that's the platform for next season because like you said you're enjoying this is the part of the thing where as a fan it's the best you don't have any expectations you're enjoying the, the team everyone's behind it yeah, like, let's see what happens top three bro so I'm not even asking the team to win yeah. I'm saying mate top three forget top exactly. four we're the third best team in the country Oh. Go and cement that and prove that to everyone. 38 oh. games are played in the league. What and I honestly believe that. I honestly believe how we play football, only City and Liverpool are better. I honestly believe that. Oh. So let's go show that and let's make sure that we do that by the end of the season. Cool. Um yeah, no, look, I think I, I pretty much what both of you said, I totally agree with. Like as long as you're in there, you might as well enjoy it and like, see where you guys get. Um let's move on to, to my boys. I'm glad that we don't talk about them much <laughs> this podcast anymore. <laughs> I'm glad we don't talk about them much. Nil-nil um, at home to Newcastle, just in case anybody is wondering what Tom's talking about. Manchester United, nil-nil uh, at home at Old Trafford to Newcastle. Look, you know what? For me, yeah, I was watching the I was watching the, the midweek game against... Um, I forgot what they're called. Ammonia from yeah, Cyprus. I know what's... For me, like, what's so concerning for me about teams is like, when you don't score goals, it's more conceit, more concerning when you're conceding goals. For me personally, like I'd rather us lose. I mean, win games four three, five four. So I score goals. You know what I mean, like goals is gonna win you games. Mm-hmm. And when you're not scoring goals, it's just so concerning. And I was very concerned, despite us winning that game last minute on Thursday. I was so concerned because. And I understand they gave that keeper the man of the match, but we didn't even actually test the keeper. I'll be honest with you. Every every shot that will just hit straight. At him, I think he made one or two. Like, he made one well, good set. yeah. One world is, yeah, but they're not like fantastic saves, not nah. saves that like, you thought are you, you wouldn't expect him to make. Like, and Rashford would just he was frustrating me, brother, honestly, on Thursday. And um, it's just like to be honest with you, I'm not surprised because it's Rashford. Um, but that was my main concern off the back of that game. And obviously, we went into this game without Ericsson. And which meant Fred was playing. I can understand why he plays Fred because he's probably thinking, okay, cool, I'm going to play Casemiro and I just need the energy that Fred is going to provide because mm. that's all he can provide. He's not providing anything else. It's just his energy. Do yourself, battery. That's all he can. That's all he offers the team, just energy. And yeah. I think um, I was listening to KG. It was actually quite funny. It was like, it was saying that the runs that Fred made, the position he gets himself into, it's like he used this analogy, which is he's an idiot anyway. Saying it's kind of like his wife asking him to do the plate. It's like his wife asked him to go and like wash the plates. What? What's the point when I know she's gonna wash it anyway? So it's like when Fred plays, the position that like plays like Fernandez and like maybe Sancho or Rashford are gonna try and get themselves into. It's not like if Fred is getting himself in that position, it's like it's, they can't make, they can't make that and um, get yourself in that that position no more. But the difference is Fred can't do nothing when he gets. Mm, 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 mm. We know you can't do nothing. Um, I didn't watch the whole game, so I can't, like it's just I'm just going off like um, highlights. By the way, but it's not just Fred. But I'm just I'm upset that we got the draw. I'm like I was talking to my friend, my friend like, what do you expect? You don't um, you, we're not fighting for Champions League anyway. I understand we're not fighting for Champions League, but we're not going to beat Newcastle away from home. So we need to be beating them at home. You know what I'm saying? We're not going to be beating them away from home. And the thing is, if we're not playing the top four, I mean, top six, I mean, top five, like, we're one of the top six, isn't it? The other top five teams. Mm-hmm. I want us to be winning the rest at home, at least. Do you know what I'm saying? I don't want to lose or draw a game at home. I want us to bloody score at home when we're playing the teams. God bless you. At least, at least yeah. score or go at home. Do you know what I'm saying? Not, like... 
not get like not draw nil nil. And mm. Newcastle had like two good chances in the first half that they could have. Bro, how's your little like, after each other, bro? Yeah, I don't understand that, bro. But so it's just I know Newcastle have been on good form, but come on, man, we 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 got to be doing better to win the games. And if we're not scoring goals, it's a big that's a, that's a massive problem for me personally. And Rashford could have scored at the end. Fred, as we were speaking about, he could just he could have done. And bro, why does he wait for you to get the ball on his left? He literally waited to put the ball on his left. Well, you should just take him with your right. Mm-hmm. Like it's just it's uh, like I was frustrated, man. I know, like, do you know what I mean? It's, yes, we got end of the game of points. I'm not expecting us to make it top four, but I still expect us to win this kind of games at home, man. Mm. And that, that's that's the frustrating thing about it. Um, then we got Spurs next. Do you know what I mean? I rather us. You love playing at home, you, Spurs. Yeah, I rather us beat Newcastle at home and get a draw against Spurs. Mm. So that like, I rather that than getting the draw against Newcastle now. You got to go. You got to go into that Spurs game with with a result. I want we got to win that game. To be honest with you, like I'm not saying we're going to win it, but for me, we got to go into that game winning it. Like because we can't get a draw against Newcastle and then get a draw against Spurs. It's just not right. Two home games. Like mm-hmm. you can't be drawing two home games like back to back. It's just yeah, it's just not right for me, man. Yeah, I, I wasn't I wasn't pleased with the result at all. But the performance that I would admit like. From what I saw, it it does look better, and I think that's the most important thing. And as long as we keep getting better and keep dominating the board more and more, I'm sure like we'll um, like yeah, we'll, we'll keep yeah, we're pushing forward. That's the most important thing. But we just need to get players with like Fred and, and oh, like coming in that because when the likes of Ericsson can't play, we're taking a step backwards by playing playing him, and, and that's just that's just the honest truth. I mean, you have to get rid of Van der Beek because if you can't get into the team with your old manager, then oh, he'll be uh, gone no in January. Point. Yeah, mm-hmm. he'll be gone in yeah. January. There's no point in you being there anymore. Honestly, there's no. I don't think he even makes the squad sometimes. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. it doesn't make the squad. Even oh. when we went Old Trafford, I bloody went up. You chilling, um, bro? You chilling, bro? I went up to the thingy to take a picture with him. Um, it was uh, it was in one of the boxes. He didn't make the squad against Arsenal. He's one of them players, wow. Drew. He just goes to um, Trafford Centre to buy a drip just to wear for the game. <laughs> well, <laughs> so put it on Instagram. <laughs> People will put it way. He didn't make any impression in that Everton team last year. And nothing. they were one of the worst teams nothing. in the league. So. Nothing. <laughs> Bro, nothing. Exactly. If you can't make an impression against Everton, then yeah, mm. it's, it's a problem. Mm. So, yeah, look, for me, I'm not... It's still the same with United. It's not like... Yeah, I'm disappointed because we're, we're not being Newcastle. And that's because... I know if it was a if it was away from home, Newcastle would beat us. So <laughs> we you know, we need to get the result at home, and we've got Spurs next. We've got Spurs, and then we've got Chelsea. So it's like we need the away, yeah. Yeah, I think I'm, if it's not Chelsea immediately, <laughs> I like that. A game I like those Chelsea, but I think yeah, I think we got is either we got West Ham then Chelsea or Chelsea then West Ham. But I think it's Chelsea then West Ham. Oh, so don't call it yeah. So which is not. Yeah, which is not great, man. So we we should have won today, um, and with the chances that we've had, then um, yeah. I don't think yeah, I'm wrong Spurs... in, like, expecting a win. Yeah, you're right. You got Spurs, then Chelsea, and then West Ham after. Yeah, tasty. Yeah, man. What was um What was Ronaldo doing? Did you see that uh, one where he... <laughs> was trying to sneak a goal, you yeah. see? Yeah, no, nah, but I, I see what he's doing. No, I don't think there's anything wrong with that because I saw that because... um, He, the player... The defender the touched, player it. touched it. The yeah. defender touched it. Oh, the, right, okay. The defender touched the ball and then um, 
he's obviously taken as look, they're taking a free kick, ref. Mm. So why can't I score the goal? But I'm guessing the ref, um, I'm not sure whether he's blown the whistle, but if the ref has blown the whistle, because I said I'm on the whole time. Or he hasn't blown Yeah, yeah, you know, he had his hand up the whole time. The ref was like, Oh, oh whistles is mad, yeah, yeah. Ronaldo just yeah, so like, yeah, yeah. So like so, so I see what he's trying to do, but um but yeah, like obviously at this rate when, 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 we'll take when you realize we'll take anything. No, <laughs> That's no, what no. it looked like to me watching it. I was yeah, like, man, this is de- this is desperation. We'll we'll throw the ball in the net with my hands, bro. We'll take anything right now, bro. <laughs> Remember that's to play ninety three minutes against that Cypriot team against the Nigerian goalkeeper that was twenty three years old. I mean, I mean, that's the thing, isn't it? Like, <laughs> The manager wasn't expecting that. He was probably thinking they'll wrap the game up at half time. Mm, gonna fill up. Them, but yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it's ridiculous, man. I, look, I don't want us to spend much time on United because I just a couple more things I just want to get ask you guys before we um we jump up here on the goal. Like, you guys didn't get the real Newcastle. Like there was no Isaac and there was no Saint Maximum. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah, if they were yeah. playing, they would have ripped you up. You'll be you'll be evil now. But there's no need for that. You see when when Newcastle get Callum Wilson through the middle, I, he sat on the other side and Saint Maximum on the other side. They're a problem for anybody in the league. And I'm talking City, Liverpool. They're a problem for anyone when they get them free going through. With I'm glad we didn't. I'm glad park. we didn't get that. Man. And you guys didn't um, get that, bro. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad. But Sancho started today, but obviously we can't really go into it because we didn't really watch the game. But I'd yeah, love to we see. Didn't watch it. Yeah, yeah. I want to see how he done. Yeah, the yeah, game yeah, went yeah, live, yeah. so we did. We did. I can't really go into it, but hopefully, um, by next week, we'll see if he gets another game. Um, mm-hmm. See what. Be what interesting. Happens. We'll see how you guys start. And play yeah, we'll see how. We'll see how that um goes out. Um, just a quick one, actually. I want you get get you guys thoughts on um Mbappe quickly. Um, <laughs> like. <laughs> This is like this is actually a com- it's, it's pure comedy. Honestly, I don't understand what's going on. So obviously, there's a report that came out earlier in the week. For some of the listeners that are not are not aware, that Mbappe wants to leave PSG as soon as possible. And talking about soon as po- possible, January, baby. I think some people are saying like like from the reports are saying January. Yeah. And bearing yeah. in mind, he's only just signed a new contract in the summer. Um, the reason behind it is that. Some of the agreement, some of the things that they agreed on in the summer hasn't materialized. Um, oh. One of the things that being pointed out is the fact that the club said they were going to get a centre forward, um, get rid of Neymar, centre forward, yeah, yeah, and get rid of Neymar, and haven't got that. He doesn't want to play through the middle, and he will always plays on the left. Um, I I just think it's ridiculous, honestly. Bro. <laughs> I honestly think it's ridiculous, um, but I couldn't look. I was speaking to Ham earlier on this week. I can understand his frustration that you do not want to play through the middle. And if the club has agreed that you can play on the left-hand side, then the club should see, see that out. But if I'm the manager and everything is working, like, you know, the, the, the issue I have with it is the fact that the team has been playing well all this season. If the team is yeah. playing bad and they're playing you in the middle and you don't want to play in the middle, fair enough, like, throw your toes out of the prime. But but the team's playing well, and you yeah. are, and he's getting goals. Your yeah. your game, you're probably the you're, he is the top goal scorer in the team, probably in yeah. the league one. So why are you complaining? And it's like honestly, I think henri has got it right. I don't think he's got people around him where um just tells him the truth. I think you just can't say no to him. And for me, anyway, like I know a lot of teams will still want him because like don't get me wrong, Mbappe's a great player, great player, but you can't just be the like controlling the team at the age of 20, what 21, 22? And 23, like, now, isn't it? yeah, yeah, oh. it's 23 now. 
and just dictating what what's going to happen in the team. That's ridiculous. Like, you've yeah. never seen that. You even I don't think Messi and Ronaldo has nope. that. I've ever had that much sport from what we like, at that know, age. It, at that age, yeah. exactly. Yeah, at that age. Yeah, I don't think they've ever had that kind of power before, and which yeah. is ridiculous. I just want to get you guys thoughts. So we don't have long. I think we've literally got like five minutes, but I just quickly get your thoughts yeah. on it before. I think, um, like you said, I think he's just got main character syndrome. He's obviously signed up to this deal, thinking, oh, I'm going to turn down Real Madrid. I'm going to be the highest paid. I'm going to be the star of the team, and I play where I want to play. And they've also, it sounds like they made even made agreements about he can get involved in who they sign. And mm-hmm. basically, they're giving him way too much power. Yeah, mm-hmm. no footballer, you know, at the end of the day, a footballer is a member of staff. Yeah. You have, a, you have a manager and coaches and things like that. You can't give one player that level of power. And and this is this is the result when now when he spits, he's spitting at his dummy when you don't give him everything he wants. And obviously from his point of view, I can kind of get it because he's like, I was about to leave. I'm going around Madrid. You've put you've promised me the world and more, so I've stayed. And this is gonna be this is gonna be an issue that's gonna be ongoing for them if he stays. Because at the end of the day, if you've got a team that's got Lionel Messi in it, there's only one main man. I'm sorry. I don't care if he's 45. It's Lionel Messi. You know, you will have to wait until he leaves or retires before you're going to be the main guy. And, you know, the coaches found it. And like you said, Daddy, they're playing. It's the best PSG team I've seen in a while. Like, they were terrible last year. Absolutely terrible. So they found a coach who somehow managed to make it work with Messi, Neymar and, um, and Bafik. Neymar's playing really well as mm. well. He's another mm. one. He scored again today. Yeah. So it's like you should be like, you'd think, oh, great, this coach, I'm, I was really rating the coach. You've got three guys who don't do any defensive work and have got huge, three huge egos and you somehow managed to make a system where it's working for you, you're doing well. But now, you know, like I said, now, now Mbappe's got the Mbappe situation. So it's like, what do you do? And I'm even reading that he was, might be willing to buy out his contract and all sorts of that nah, stuff. That's crazy. I haven't heard that. that is, that's but crazy. that's what I mean. But from him, for his for his point of view now, what do you do now though? Like, what you're gonna go around? You're not gonna go to Real Madrid and get that sort of that sort of power. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. it's, it's 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 a well. I don't know what, what what he's expecting now because I don't know. And if you're PSG, I don't think any player is worth that hassle. And I mean, as good as Mbappe is, I don't think he's that good that he deserves this. For me personally, he's you know he's a great player, but yeah. you know, would you even say he's the best player in the world? Probably not. So I'm like, I don't think it's worth the hassle for the for, yeah. for the cost. Yeah, same, yeah, same thing. I was saying like like he's a great player, but yeah. it's not worth that much hassle. Like, I don't, I wouldn't want to play in my team that's causing this much havoc. Honestly, like what, what's the point? Yeah. Now, yeah. like, Ham, what are you saying? Be, have the last say before we jump off. I don't have no problem with it. I love it for the boy. <laughs> if I was him, if I was him, I would have done exactly the same thing. So I don't have no problem with it. I, I think he's. I think football, general, everything's moving in that direction. Player power is a thing. Yeah. It's going to be a bigger thing in five years' time. By the time we have kids and they start playing, it'll be a million pound a week. The players probably going to be picking a manager, just like LeBron James does in basketball. <laughs> I want this yeah, guy, true. this guy, and that guy. And if he ain't play- and the player is going to be the biggest asset. The player is the biggest asset. I don't care if he's a member staff or not. The player is the biggest asset. Because if you lose Mbappe, you're not getting equal footing for him. Okay, You're not going to get someone else as good as him. No way, no way. They haven't born... The player that's going to be as good as him isn't born yet. So for me, I've got no problem with it. If he, if he said that, I want to go Real, you might know you want to keep me, these are the conditions you keep me on. And they've said, whatever the conditions are, if you want a private jet for your baby mama's mama, we're going to give it to you. Yeah? Yeah? yeah. And and he's he's a bruv, he was twenty 
he signed it this summer, so he's 23 when he signed it, because yeah? I think he turned yeah. 24 at the end of this year. If they're going to give him all of that, I'm taking it. And that's why he signed a two-year plus a one. So he didn't sign yeah, two-year yeah. plus a one. No. Because he don't want to be there when he's at his peak years, 26, 27. And they've said, cool, we'll give you everything. And then he's realised, hold on, you man said you were going to do this, 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 that, and that. You ain't done it. I'm out, bro. I'm out. See you later. Yeah. Put, put me on the market. Put me on the market. Someone going to buy me. Yeah. I, I think it's pretty peaceful. Like, it's it's not a player. They've give, you yeah, gave yeah, him yeah. the power. So this is this is the consequence. So I don't have sympathy for them at all. None. Yeah, no, and no, I, I want more players to have more power. That's how I see it. I want more players to have more play- power. Yeah, no, I, I think, a bit I too think, much, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I just don't think it, it'd be hard in football to get that much power because you're constantly developing players. Players, you will get um, football like with basketball. I think what he's trying to do, I was telling him earlier in the week, he's trying to emulate what happens in basketball in in football. And and I think in terms, you can see you can see a lot of the things that happen in PSG with them getting that Jordan brand. A lot of the things that they're getting, like the the power that a lot of their players have, is because like a lot of them probably watching like American football and they're trying to emulate the same thing. But oh, they're hanging with the basketball just, players all the time. Yeah, and I just don't think it's, it's like you're gonna see. I'm, I'm, I agree with him. You're definitely gonna see more and more of it. But I just don't think you're gonna have as much control as the basketball players do have because with basketball players, there's only five like starting players and they just yeah. and just have to be great. But like this is another topic for another day because we gotta jump off now. Um, yeah. I went also wanted to bring on more power to Mbappe. <laughs> I was going to dis- discuss Barcelona, but we didn't even get the time to discuss Barcelona. So we will try and do that next yeah. week. Um, all right, <laughs> Drew. Thanks again for joining. I- I'm sure you're happier this week than last. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, thanks people for listening. Um, please make sure you obviously subscribe to the YouTube channel, um, follow us on Instagram, and to our unordered good stuff. And we'll be back next week. Peace. Be up. Top of the table, baby. Top of the table. Never walk alone. Get out of there. Never walk alone. Top of the table. Number one. Top of the table. (laughs) It is good.